Hey everyone, this is a special episode of Podcast Valley Sunday. It's kind of a short one, but it's a good one, trust me. A couple months ago, I was lucky enough to chat with Mickey Dolans. It was a quick little Zoom session, but it was awesome. Obviously, I'd never spoken to him before, and getting to talk to him after getting to talk to Mike Nesmith was, again, a dream come true, and it was fantastic. Talking with Mickey was super surreal because he's Mickey Dolans. He's someone I've looked up to and been a fan of for well over 20 years, and it was surreal to know that as I was looking at him, he was looking at me. (laughs) And although the conversation wasn't very long, it was awesome. I got to ask him questions I'd always wanted to, and he gave me some of like the classic Mickey sense of humor. So, without further ado, sit back and listen to my conversation with Mickey Dolans. I hope you dig it as much as I did, which is impossible. Where are you? Oh, I'm in Canada. I'm up by Niagara Falls. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where are you right now? Los Angeles. How is it down there? Um, It's a pretty lousy day. It's like 75, clear and sunny. Oh, it's like here. It's about minus 10 and slushy and cold. <laughs> We're living the same. Yeah, but we got earthquakes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you take give and take. Touch wood. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do, Chris? Um, I work in video. I've done a couple documentaries and like some stop motion stuff and music videos and all kinds of that kind of thing. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. What's, what city? Uh, I'm in Welland. It's a small town. Yeah, close. I actually, I saw you, uh, it's about an hour from Toronto, hour and a half from Toronto. Right. And I saw the Mike and Mickey show in Toronto when you guys were there two, three years ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And it, I got to say, that show blew me away. I, oh, I'd, thank uh, you. I'd seen the, the monkeys a few times, and uh, but seeing you and Mike together, it had been a little while, and your voices were so strong, and the band was so good. It, I tell everybody, that was one of the best shows I've seen in a very long time. It was fantastic. Oh, thank you. That's great. Great to hear. Thanks. Uh, one thing I've always wanted to ask you this because uh, you're one of the only people in the world that this is uh, this could uh, uh, occur to. But uh, what was it like when you auditioned for the Monkees? Right, you're an actor going in for an acting gig. You got on the show. You're like, oh, this could hopefully this leads to something. Do this a couple years. See where this goes. But then you became like an overnight rock star that then changed the whole course of your life. Like you've been a monkey your whole life and been in popular bands and done all this stuff. You hit records, videos, the show, the movies. Like what was, what was that like for an actor to go into that and then realize, oh, this is going in this direction? Well, l- let me qualify uh, it a little bit uh, by what you said, because it's not quite, uh, quite accurate. Um, Yes, I was an actor, Um, uh, but I had also um, been in a couple of rock and roll cover bands by that time. Um, One was called Mickey and the One-Nighters, and another one was The Missing Link. I had sung uh, with my acoustic guitar. I'd been singing folk music for a number of years. I'd already recorded a, a, a single or two. That, had, that never did anything. This is pre-monkeys. Um, but I had been singing, I had been playing. Um, so I, I approached it, yeah, as an actor, but I also, right from the get-go, understood that this was about more than just being an actor. It, 
you had to be able to sing and play an instrument to get through the auditions. So it was very clear that this just wasn't mm -hmm. an, uh, a, a, an acting gig. And it was very clear from the beginning that it wasn't gonna be a typical old school Hollywood uh, production where they dubbed in people's voices and, and instruments and stuff like that. This was very clearly going to be a hybrid. Mm -hmm. Now, these days, it happens all the time, a, a show called Glee being yeah. uh, 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 one example or a smash or something or fame or something like that where the, the people that are cast are cast with all the tools, with all the skills. Yeah. Uh, but that was quite unheard of in, in, the, 60, in the mid 60s in Hollywood. <clears throat> so having said that, <clears throat> nothing can prepare you for what, what happened with the monkeys, um, it, you know, obviously. But I had had a taste of it. I don't know how much you know of my er earlier career, but I grew up in a showbiz family. Yep. And my father was an actor, singer, entertainer, did musicals in movies. My mom was a singer, piano player, actress. So I grew up in the business. Um, and I had a series when I was 10 called Circus Boy. Yep, yep. And it was, it was quite successful, a big network show. Mm -hmm. And I was in parades and I had fan clubs and I did meet and greets. And I, uh, you know, had a taste of all of that, nothing like what eventually happened with the monkeys, but enough that I was familiar, I was tempered a little bit. So when uh, the feces hit the whirling blades, so to speak, <laughs> yeah, during the monkeys, I was slightly prepared. I kind of <clears throat> had this little taste of it as a kid. So it totally did, didn't take me by by surprise. And more importantly, after the monkeys uh, went off the air uh, and the group essentially didn't exist anymore, you know, you could argue whether or not it actually ever did exist in the real world, because uh, the monkeys was essentially a television show about a rock and roll band. Yeah. Uh, called, called the monkeys, imaginary band. It didn't really exist except on television. And then when we went on the road, you know, Mike Nesmith always said, when we went on the road, it was like Pinocchio becoming a real little boy. Um, but yeah, it's could, what yeah. the producers had in mind the whole time. Or, or they wouldn't have made your singing and playing an instrument, uh, you know, uh, mandatory in, in the auditions. So were you surprised at all by the acceptance of quote unquote, like real rock bands of the monkeys? And when you guys were coming up in the sixties, they were your peers and you were hanging out together and all that kind of thing. Was that kind of like a, like a holy shit moment? Or was it also something you're like, I saw this kind of coming down the pipe? Well, I guess I just kind of took it. I don't want to say took it for granted. Um, <clears throat> You know, when you say other rock, there were some <laughs> other rock bands uh, and, and people in the business, 
um, and radio station and record company people who didn't get it. They didn't get what the monkeys was about. And this kind of hybrid uh, thing that was happening, which had never happened before. They didn't quite get that. Um, mm -hmm. And there's still people to this day that don't get that <laughs> and never will. So true. Yeah. <clears throat> but there were people, uh, as you say, peers that did get it. Uh, Beatles were one uh, that got it. Uh, John Lennon mm -hmm. uh, famously once said, the monkeys are like the Marx Brothers. And that was very accurate. The monkeys was much more like the Marx Brothers than the Beatles. It was a little half hour musical theater on television, like a Marx Brothers movie, like Day at the Opera or one of those Marx Brothers films. Frank Zappa got it. He was on the show. He was on our show and, and, and in the movie Head. Uh, and so he got it. And there was lots of others that got it. Uh, yep. Even though it was unusual, but they got what it was all about. Exactly. Yeah. And I find too, uh, my cousin and I, we have a monkeys podcast, just going to plug it podcast Valley Sunday. And that's the one thing. And we go back through each episode and break it down and talk about it and go the behind the scenes, that kind of thing. And the Marx brothers comparison is probably the best comparison yeah. you could say about the show. Cause it, that's exactly what it is. It's a tongue in cheek kind like ahead of its time, obviously, but also had a foot in those classics that people could latch onto. And that was not just accidental. We, when, we, when I was cast, they screened Marx Brothers films for us. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and other films, too. Uh, uh, Laurel and Hardy. Um, and I don't remember if they screened uh, the Beatles movies, but I'd seen them anyway, you know, of, of mm -hmm. course, by that yeah. time. <laughs> but it was, it was very clear that it was much more like the Marx Brothers in, and also in the intent, um, the monkeys on the television show were never famous. It was about a group who wanted to be the Beatles. You know, exactly. everybody says it yeah. was the, you know, the America's answer to the Beatles. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was a TV show about a group who wanted to be the Beatles. And on the show, we were never famous. We never made it on no. the TV show. Yeah, that's what we always come back to when we talk about the episodes. It's, it, it's always right there for you. And yep. at the end of the episode, it's going to happen. And then, you know, the old lady from the beginning of the episode scoops in and, and gets the recording contract or something yep. like that. Yeah. And, that's what and that was great. totally intentional and a very smart move by the producers and writers. Very, very smart, um, you know, story and, and uh, concept. Because, yeah... It was the struggle for success that made it so endearing. I think a lot of it had yeah. to do with that. Now, Chris, I have here a white one, Ooh, oh, and or and or I have a black one. Ooh! And you you get your choice, and you also can have a a um a, a, the title of the song, and of course I'll sign it to Chris. Thank you. Which one do you think you're going to like? I'll go the classic white and red. You got it. And, uh, and do, you want, do you want it to a, a, a song with a song title on there? Sure. Uh, if you could put the porpoise song on there, because that's a, a huge Yeah, favorite. how do you spell porpoise? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. P-O-R-P-O-I-S-E. P 
P-O-I-S-E, right? I believe so. The porpoise is laughing at us right now. <laughs> there we go. Amazing. Thank you so much. That, that's fantastic. <laughs> hey, Chris, thank you. Thank you for your, uh, your interest and in, in your time. And thanks for, for doing that podcast. And uh, <laughs> no hopefully, problem. you know, hopefully we'll be back uh, at some point, you know, yep. trying to, uh, you know, we had other dates booked, of course. And yeah, of course. And yeah. we're looking at the fall now. I'm, I'm not optimistic about that, but yeah. you never know. Yeah. And uh, thanks for your for your interest and and you stay safe, huh? You as well. Yeah. Uh, try to enjoy that 75 degree sunny weather if you can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good one, Mickey. Thank you, buddy. Bye bye.